This is Guys Read Romance, where I, romance author Margot Radcliffe, politely strong-arm my male friends into reading and chatting about romance novels with me for an uncomfortably long period of time. All right, uh, today I am talking to my lovely friend, Mr. Mark Devereaux. He's a marvelous storyteller, dog owner, and soap opera connoisseur. Um, <laughs> we've been friends for a long time, and I credit him for introducing me to Twinkly Lights and <laughs> Kringles, uh, both of which I am now with which I am now obsessed. So, I thought of him for this podcast because he's a natural-born talker and has a lot to say about all things great and small. So, thank you, Mark, so much for coming, and I'm excited to talk romance with you. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here. This is exciting. So, <laughs> was that a good introduction? Is there anything else you'd like to add about yourself? No, you, you covered the gamut, got? so you're all good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Twinkly lights are important. They are Twinkly lights are important. Yes. Revolutionized my holidays. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first of all, to start, tell me a little bit about you know what you usually read. Are you a big reader? So uh, one of the things that I like to read are actually biographies and particularly biographies that I actually know the story. And part of it is to try to find some things that are new and, and interesting in the story itself. And I think that carries on into where I read in my fiction is that I am a huge fan of tropes and telling the same story, maybe in a different way or a creative way. So those tend to be where I gravitate for reading. I use reading as an escape. Sure. You know, as everyone has a little bit of a hectic of a life, I, you know, I use it as a way to escape from my day to day. And I've been that way since a child. And so I love books. Awesome. Well, that's great. And so you actually, the book we're talking about today is Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. So you actually read this outside of this podcast. So yes. was that the first kind of traditional romance novel that you have ever read? No, I, I, I mean, I dare say that I, you know, I, I may have read a Daniel Steele or a um, Jackie Collins back in the day, <laughs> but um, no, the, the, the novel appealed to me. I actually read it on the cruise um, oh. a, a while back as a really nice, and what I read on like cruises or vacations are a nice escapism. Sure. Because uh, I mean, who wants to read War and Peace? Uh, you know, on a, on a large version, but something to escape, and so that's was one of the things that I really appealed to me when I picked up the book and read it. Yeah, a little bit ago. Great. So, but up, in, so you don't, you wouldn't say that you've read like a lot of romance, though. You, it's not your primary genre. No, it's not my primary genre, but, um, you know, there are certain tropes that are certain like storylines that carry through from romance novels into other forms of entertainment that I consider myself a, I don't want to say a fexinato, but like, you know, I, I spend a lot of time dealing <laughs> with mainly. You know, I, I've watched Days of Our Lives for 40-some years, so... <laughs> oh, so I've been meaning to ask you, you know there's a movie, right? Are you going to watch yes, the movie? Yes, it's coming on Peacock. Oh, um, my gosh. So, oh, my gosh. Uh, but yes, uh, a, a Christmas movie, nonetheless. But, um, you know, there's a lot to be said for uh, the carrying through the tropes, whether it's romance novels or soap operas or plays or even music. And there's often, often sometimes some comfort and uh, familiarity that makes it entertainment um, and just a way to tune out. For sure. So like, that's what I, th 
that's what you're saying has appealed to you about the romance you've read so far is kind of just the and one of the things I love I mean I don't I don't want to jump ahead but like um <laughs> you know with the, the royal aspect I'm a big royal fan oh sure um yes. and you know the the prince marrying the princess is you know tales old time And having this aspect of a prince meeting someone kind of in the know is an interesting take on the tale. Yeah, totally. It is definitely a trippy romance novel, but with the twist and updated and it's fun and we'll get into it. All right. So that sounds great. I'm glad that you're going to be reading more romance as well. And that is exciting. Now, the first thing we're going to do here is a game. And so this is where I am going to read two short passages. These are both sex scenes from novels. One is written by a man and one is written by a woman. And so you will have to guess who wrote which. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. Here we go. You are mine, he grunts out, pumping into me. The length and level of his arousal brutal. Mine, he swears, as he releases my mouth and turns me around, pushing me forward as he yanks my legs back, one hand hard on my back, the other gripping my ass. That's the first one. I would say a man. You don't have to, you don't have to guess oh. now. Oh, don't have to guess. Okay. You can guess at the end, but I appreciate the enthusiasm. All right. <laughs> the second one is, I didn't want to sleep. I wanted the ache. I wanted him in me all the time. His weight on top of me. I wanted to wanted to squeeze him in further and further. I wanted to watch his face. I wanted his sweat to drop onto me. I wanted to drop mine on him. Okay. So that is it. Which one do you think is written by a man? Which one is written by a woman? First one was a man. The second was a woman. Am I wrong? Yes, you are wrong. Oh, gosh, 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 gosh. <laughs> so this, <laughs> this first one was Sex, Love, Repeat by Alessandra Torre. And the second one was The Woman Who Walked Into Doors by Roddy Doyle. Huh. So good job anyway. Well, I mean, I just got like an F. <laughs> no, no, I think that it's good that you can guess. That's the point of the game, right? That's part of the fun, you know? Yes. I agree, though. I, I, that one was difficult because they were both graphic <laughs> and not well, very many. And, I, you know, the thing that was with sweat, I was, oh. I, I don't know if men would, re- well, I mean, obviously a man wrote that, but like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's hard. Okay. <laughs> of course, I didn't know. So. <laughs> I think that um, a lot of these, the women, it's, it is clearer because there's some emotion, some more descriptive language, but here it was, both of these were very like, we're doing it. So, all right. (laughs) First statement. (laughs) All right. So moving on. Thank you. We're going to be talking about, as I said before, Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. And just a few things about this book and the author. They are a New York Times bestseller. Uh, This was their debut novel. Uh, It has won Best Debut Novel and Best Romance Novel categories in the 11th Annual Goodreads Choice Awards, making it the only novel to win in two categories in 2019. Amazon has acquired the film rights to the novel, and it earned a star review in Publishers Weekly. Kirkus, Booklist, Vogue, and Vanity Fair. So very popular and very 
renowned and yeah, a lot of accolades. I think I actually got like the uh, notice about the book or like where, how I found out the book was through a Washington Post article uh, Hmm. about like Mm -hmm. a top, like, I don't know if it was under beach reads or something like summer reads or something Uh that that's what, you know, so I mean, it hit mainstream media. Um, Yeah, it was huge. I saw it everywhere. Right. And it it just kind of like was a perfect storm of royal and love story. And anyway, all right. So the book description is first son, Alex Claremont Diaz is the closest thing to a prince this side of the Atlantic with his intrepid sister and the Veep's genius granddaughter. They're the White House trio, a beautiful millennial market strategy for his mother, President Ellen Claremont. International socialite duties do have downsides, namely when photos of a confrontation with his longtime nemesis, Prince Henry, at a royal wedding leak to the tabloids and threaten American-British relations. The plan for damage control, staging a fake friendship between the first son and the prince. As President Claremont kicks off her re-election bid, Alex finds himself hurtling into a secret relationship with Henry that could derail the campaign and upend two nations. Was it worth the sacrifice? How do you do all the good you can do? And most importantly, how will history remember you? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would pick up that book. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what were your, getting right into it, what were your first impressions of, you obviously bought it. So what were your first impressions of the cover, the blurb? Tell me some of the feelings you had before you started reading. You said you'd read Jackie Collins and Daniel Still, <laughs> both very different covers, right, from this right. one. And so talk to me a little bit about what influenced your... Well, one of the book. things, you know, I have actually a good friend I used to work with that, that writes a mystery series, and she's often complained about her covers, which tend to be a little bit more cartoonish, as opposed to what she would want, which is more like a gothic type of mystery. And she has actually bought back her rights to redesign those covers to reflect that but one of the things i well going back to red white and blue is that um the cover teams is a little bit more pop art like cartoony which suggests that it's it's a light-hearted read and that's something that i wanted to pick up and read and, and enjoy if you saw even like a more stereotypical romance novel of two star-crossed lovers looking forlorn at each other. I'm like, I don't don't know if I want to necessarily read this, but if you saw something based on the blurb and, uh, you know, 2019 was was the height of Meghan Markle and that type of, like, zeitgeist going on in the world, that, you know, this is going to be fun. It's going to be the perfect beach read or vacation read. And so the marketing grabbed me. So the cartoon worked for you. Yeah, I mean, the artwork, you know, it spoke to, like... This is going to be a nice little, uh, I'm going to say cheeky, but fun romance, but like it's going to convey some things uh, that's, that was what I wanted to read. So yeah, it definitely spoke to me. Did it seem like this was like a more modern romance to you? Well, I think so by it's, it's very definite. You have a contemporary imagining of the White House with the first female president, her, you know, her bisexual son, a gay royal, all of which have not been really broached in that necessarily in the public eye. So, and then having them meet. So, yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's kind of like where to go from. And you felt like once you read it, the tone of the book matched the cover. It's, absolutely. I mean, okay. you know, there's going to be a little bit of politics. There's going to be a little bit of drama. There's going to be a little bit of necessarily some family conflict based on just the two families dealing with it uh, and the high profileness of it all and 
we as a society certainly have been addicted to obsessing over the royals and and uh, certainly since Kennedy Camelot and all that and the, the White House. So, you know, we, we like to voyeur those type of environments and having those two, two roles cross told in a modern way. It's fun and yeah. contemporary and it's not it's something new. Yeah. For sure. All right, great. So you going on to the next question. You have this was the story is like all about politics, right? It revolves right. around the whole. It's about politics. <laughs> like the conflict right. is about politics, right? And these characters are in the White House the whole time, and or in the whatever palace they're saying is <laughs> in England where the Queen lives. I don't know. What, remember what they call it, <laughs> Ken, Kensington. Anyway, um. So you have some experience in politics. Did the political aspect of this book ring true to you? And did the political storyline interest you? Um, I actually found that line a little bit predictable. That, that that honestly was probably the weakest part of the book for me was the, the the political lines like of course the opposite candidate which you know leans a different way of like what you or leans in the way that you would expect uh, politically is going to have an issue and it's going to leak something to the media. And it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily untrue, but it, it was a little bit more of the predictable kind of like storyline going through. And so that to, to me, that was the weakest part of the book. But I tend to be, since I have lived here, I live in DC, um, I've been on the Hill for a while, and I know a lot of these characters. And, I, and for me, I'm a little bit biased because I tend to, when I read like certain books about DC politicians or watch shows or movies, they try to follow true to form. I find because I know a lot of the know certain holes where I tend to kind of disbelieve if it's so like out there and ridiculous as some like TV shows have been or movies or books then I can kind of divorce myself from what I know is to be DC reality versus what is being portrayed in fiction and obviously an author or a filmmaker will try to drum up certain elements of quote-unquote DC drama for stakes I find but for this particular novel, the author has done some research. So like certain like names, like she mentioned certain house office buildings hmm. and certain quarters, you can kind of, if you know the no, you can kind of picture that in your mind. But at some points it's, it's a little bit predictable or you kind of ra- raise your eyebrow and be like, eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> so focusing on the other storyline aspects, I think was what made this book more enjoyable for me. If others who do not necessarily know no, 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 the no of like what goes on day to day. I, they may not have had the same reaction as I. Sure. In full disclosure, like I really disliked the political. <laughs> like, okay. Well, that's I, good. That's I, good. I don't like books about po- even ro- like even especially romance. I don't like books about politics, and I honestly don't like books about the royals. They're not things that I dig. Like I'm not. That's not escapism for me. But. Even with those two things, like I still enjoyed this book and I, mm-hmm. but I do think that the politics went in I you couldn't escape it I mean they were in the they lived in the White House but the thing is knowing what the what I know about the Royals it's that seemed to be less researched and nuanced than, than the DC side and for that I'm like okay uh, we, we watched yeah. Diana we watched Meghan Markle we know the, the uh-huh. level of attention going on there so I don't know I, I could easily reconcile more of the Royal side than I could the DC side 
But again, I have a certain bias. Yeah. So because it was from Alex's point of view, right, we didn't have as much of a handle. We, we were seeing right. the royals through his point of view. So obviously there's not as much detail. And I, I would have rather, that was enough for me of the royals. Like I wish that we had just had that much of the sure. White House politics. And especially at the end, and I understand it, and I didn't think it was a problem, but the kind of the last, I thought the book was, for me, 50 pages too long. Like the last part with the, his kind of mentor person. And I just thought that was, I just didn't need it. I was in it for their love story. And that kind of just, I don't know. I just didn't. Well, when I have read other like their mysteries or like uh, other types of uh, fiction where they try to make a point that like, I've done my research and I want to make this try to be authentic while also making it. Sometimes it's like, choose your own adventure, make it either part of the love story with this as a secondary character, or if you're going to commit to a true White House romance, Mm -hmm. do the work and and lay it out in as part of the story. And it's kind of where you get to like the halfway or even the three quarters way that it just gets a little bit muddled. And I I agree with you. Yeah. It just, it just got to be a lot. Um, and I was like, I don't, I don't care about the, I just don't, (laughs) just, I mean, mean, just like, can we have more of them? Like Henry and Alex hanging out in the water? Like, give me more of that. Like, that's what I'm here for. Anyway. All right. So cool. Interesting to have your take on that. So did the, did the Royal ask, we kind of touched on this, but did the Royal element appeal to you? And did you want, selfishly, I wanted more queen content. I'm always looking for more queen content. How did you feel about that? (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah again point of view it was from alex so i mean if it was from henry's point of view i think it would have been you know for me someone who likes the crown and you know anything diana and all that stuff i would just eat that all up <laughs> you know again it's not everyone's cup of tea and so if you're going to do a story well I mean, point on me um <laughs> if you uh are going to do a story about the royals being royals that's something else but if you're going to just yeah. do a little romance and stuff but you know uh there's there's romance in the setting as well. Oh sure, um, yes. So whether it's it's you know Windsor or the White House, setting the scene kind of get you know the visualization going. Yeah, and there's that really sweet scene in when they're in the castle with the statue and the history, and I thought that was really sweet and kind of that's right. the kind of royal content I'm after. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, so, I like that. But yeah, so, but that was, am I right in saying that that was part of the reason you picked up the book was the royal element or no? Right. I mean, who doesn't want to know about, I mean, the ultimate fairy tale of the prince and the castle and sure. statues and artwork and everything else. And this could be yours one day. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. just, that's just part of the loveliness of escapism. Yep, for sure. All right. So this, we've talked about this before. This book has a lot of just classic romance novel tropes it's, and they're wonderful and lovely. But the most prominent ones probably are en- the enemies to lovers. And then fake friendship relationship thing is a huge one, right? And that shows up. Right. Is that something you've mentioned that that interests you? Did they lessen or cheapen your enjoyment of the love story? Is it because you know them and recognize them? How did you, how did that make you feel? How does that make you feel? No, it, 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 for someone that's, I feel like any type of, particularly fiction, you're looking for something. You're looking for, if you're looking for horror, you're looking for those scare moments. If you're looking for 
mystery, you're looking for the aha moments. For romance, you're looking for like, okay, when is the time that you're going to be like, you like each other, you know, and sure. give it, give up the pretense of that you secretly hate her. I mean, like, when is it going to happen? So like, for me, the, the stakes happening, and I use that word deliberately, like, mm-hmm. okay, you have this conflict, or you don't really like this person, or you, you're, you're creating this type of animosity between the two of you. Is When is the point when you realize that you secretly like each other? Because that's what as a reader you're you get excited and you make it's like yes and um uh, it it just makes it enjoyable i mean even if it if you can see a a mild coming down the way that's what you're looking for right (laughs) it's going to be really disappointing if they're like oh you kind (laughs) of suck and then like find somebody else i'm like why did i spend this money on this book (laughs) and they just really do hate each other (laughs) it's really do hate each other i mean it's like okay (laughs) That $75,000 cake just all the waste. That was. Yeah, that, that cake scene. And like, you know, it's like, okay, <laughs> you really ruined that <laughs> scene for a lot of reasons. Yeah. And that was, yeah. Well, and that's what people read romance for, right? Because they want the happy ending. And they there's a rhythm to it that, and that these tropes have. And they, they're recognizable. And we, you know, they're tropes for a reason. We see them in our everyday lives and sort of, you know, <laughs> um, I've, I haven't run into, you know, somebody who falls in love in a cupcake shop yet. That's a big one, but um, <laughs> maybe one day it'll happen. A romance is, I mean, I mean, and they can have different outcomes and all that, but what you want is a love story. So how oh, these yeah. people fall in love. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, that's the best part. For sure. It's, it, there's, how do people fall in love, right? It's a mystery and we're just kind of reading and, you know, figuring it out. Yeah, right? and, we're, and we're here for the journey. Yes, the journey. Um, and the there's journey. Was, and there's was wonderful. I, I, I really loved it and I didn't expect to. I really kind of expected to dislike this book because as I said, I don't like things about politics and I don't like things about royals and I'm just like, oh. But it was charming. It was so charming. And anyway, all right. So next question, did you feel that there is true chemistry between the love interests? And are you interested were you interested in the rest of their love story? I thought I mean, I thought there was chemistry, both in terms of, as you say, like the give and take, and then also by the nature of their positions. I mean, you have the, the setting set up for something that's going to sparkle. And they both had, again, it came from Alex's point of view, which, you know, brought his own internal conflict, which made those overtures by Henry and the way he, he was a little bit more experienced, a little, just that much more palpable. And you can, you can feel that there was an attraction through the words without being necessarily explicit. I mean, and that's, again, when you go within the tropes and what you expect out of a nice, nicely told romance, uh, it hit the beat. And the way the book was laid out they hit the beats uh, they didn't really necessarily skipped over like it wasn't from zero to 60 it, it developed mm-hmm. and that's also part of the fun sure. uh, yeah and speaking of that i thought that it was a really natural progression of their them getting to actually know each other i thought the beginning when they were was that tension was fantastic and it kind of follows i think like the next question like alex's discovery of his sexuality which i it felt very natural to me 
and and he's kind of discovering it through this relationship which he you know has never he's never it seems like he's never been attracted to guys before so like did that seem authentic to you did that in the context of this book and world and love story did that how did that feel to you I definitely, two things. Yeah, I definitely thought that was a very natural progression. And and one of the things that, uh, you know, I kind of, I, I actually did think about this on the side was like, is this like, can we divorce, you know, the coming out story versus the story of first love? Right. And often nine times out of 10, your coming out story is not going to be your first love, but you don't necessarily want that in fiction. So like, Having that kind of element in terms of the storytelling, is, I, I found, was pretty unique because yeah. there are those emotions of wrestling and stuff. And I'm taking away the DC element at this point and sure. uh, the, the stakes involved with the high-profile family. But, you know, mm-hmm. wrestling with that with telling your parents and mm-hmm. other close friends and while also recognizing that you may have feelings for somebody, you know, somebody, and then juxtaposing that upon a classic first love romance, I thought was very unique and kind of special because we certainly don't read much of that. And I thought that that was thoughtfully done throughout the book. Yeah, I yeah, and you're right. I it, That's something I never thought about too, like how it's sometimes that first love is kind of divorced from somebody's discovering their their sexuality but i uh, that's definitely definitely something definitely true and yeah i thought i just in in traditional romance you yeah you just don't see a lot of that and i just as you know a cis white woman in a you know in a heterosexual really it was interesting and lovely and thoughtful to me and yeah i just thought i thought not that my opinion would matter but i thought it was it was well done well and i think the author took very nice care with that as well because it is a delicate subject and you're putting it upon a first love and holy that it's like the prince of england i mean so it's like you're doing these like grandiose storylines but i thought the elements like when you know he he eventually does tell his mother i i didn't read it as oh this is the president of the united states it's more of like okay this is a boy talking to his mom Sure. And I thought that was, and then, I mean, obviously that as part of the plot points, it gets down that this moment being the president is now a problem. So, but, but in terms of like that initial area, I thought that was, you know, nicely done. Well, and he didn't, I liked also that there was the fear element. He didn't seem removed from it. I think in in the past, like coming out is like so fraught, and you know, people were so scared about what people other people would think, and that yeah. felt. I mean, outside of like the political ramifications, just I didn't get from him that he felt concerned that people weren't going to accept him, and so like that was nice to kind of remove that yeah. finally from that story where it's just about act. It's not about anything else other than like self discovery without any sort of censure or whatever and so that was that's kind of how we all want the world to be and so that was kind of nice nice to read about as well so yeah it was just wonderfully done so i thought it was great um so moving from that do you think then that the i mean there were a couple of conflicts obviously were they believable to you did you did they take you out of the enjoyment of their love story at all like no i mean it didn't necessarily take me i mean the setting was a kind of a very improbable unique setting so i mean you all obviously had to like if you're going to sign up for the ride you're this is the this is the pony you're going to be on so it's like so i mean certain things about like the political aspect uh the, you know the royal aspect 
none of that really necessarily took me out of it because this again is a, is a fantasy. I mean, granted, I would love one of these days for like the White House children to be out and proud. I mean, the fact that even then, if you get to then, then you get like an out and proud royal, and they end up meeting together. I mean, like this is not <laughs> never going to happen. So I mean, well, you, you never know. know. The, 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 you never know. I mean, you know, who who would think that the Suits actress would marry Prince Harry? I mean, it's like it happens. Hey, you know, Suits but, is better uh, than people think. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 but uh you know you just never know it's so the, the but the conflicts never took me out because that's one of these things you know one of the rules of soap opera is a happy couple is a boring couple so oh, you sure. want the conflict you know no, you know they will never live happily ever after i mean who wants to watch them do the dishes and make pizza i mean it's like not i i mean we need to see them <laughs> overcome all odds just to like in six months do it all over again. it's true i was disappointed that nobody was possessed by the devil in this book like marlena in days of our there's lives there's always a sequel there's always a sequel <laughs> red white and devil possession red, white, and green eyed or something like that <laughs> yellow eyed. oh my god that was when i that was the peak of days of our lives for me marlena possessed by the devil anyway she's back again possessed so. what <laughs> Oh my God, that is amazing. <laughs> All right, so did you, one of the things that I thought kind of made this book and separated it, and did you find it funny? Oh yeah, there's certain humor to it. I mean, even like the scene of them ca like cascading into the wedding cake. I mean, there's just <laughs> sure. a little bit of humor. Some even the conflict and the dialogue between like two, obviously 20-something young men and just the way they, they have to, their dialogue is implicitly hilarious because they're trying to, you know, they're trying to fight their feelings and all this sure. stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, there is a little bit of humor in it. And you you need to make them laugh. You need to make them cry. You need to make them wanting more. So, I mean, like certain little points of just simple, and like the best friend making certain comments, you know, and the sister and those ancillary characters uh, that provide like the great chorus um, Snapchat mm -hmm. in the back, you sure. know, it's, <laughs> It enriches the experience. Uh, you, you don't want it to be like too sweeping. Uh, you want to interrupt some of the, the bravado as well so that you can come out and come back in again. I think that's part of a, one of the keys to a successful romance novel is that you don't want straight melodrama or romance. You need a little humor in there to interrupt it. No, yeah, of course. And, and I thought you did a good job. It wasn't just a light, it was felt like a light book. A little irreverent sometimes and uh, just, it felt young as well, right? And they are very young. They're like in their early 20s. It felt very young and, and the writing was young. Um, mm -hmm. I felt like it, it, it wrote to the age, you know, I felt 20 years younger. Well, you're know, very again, young. Coming out. Mr. Well, thank you. I still think so. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> driver's licenses otherwise but no uh, no we're all very young we're all very young <laughs> but but you know it, it, it you definitely felt like you're in your 20s and sure. like you're you're dealing with the coming out your first love all that stuff it, you, you don't want to use it's one of those things that i always get a kick out of when i'm watching again soap operas <laughs> instead of saying the, the the young couple sing saying having sex i'll say make love i'm like what <laughs> person born pre like post 1970 says make love you you know they say something else <laughs> so, no you're but, right um, but yeah the vernacular yeah. was young and 
yeah, the problems were young. I liked all the modes of conversation, right? Like sometimes it was text, sometimes it was emails, sometimes it was phone, sometimes it was oh, the emails. Like, yeah, it's fun. And I just like that because that's how we all communicate, right? And we communicate ten different ways at any given time, like you know, whether it's FaceTime or text or whatever, um, whatever Snapchat, Instagram, like DMs. You know, it's we're all in constant communication, like all the time. So that right. felt very true and fun. And I like seeing like the different because you communicate differently on each medium, right? On each. So right. I, I thought that was fun. And I love it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So this book has a lot. Speaking of has a lot of secondary characters. So did you feel that they added to the book or were they too? Did you feel that they distracted too much for the central love story? And I mean, it was did Alex and Henry's kind of found family ring true to you or did it feel worse? Like talk to me about how you thought about the cast of characters um, here. You know, I mean, like, as you say, like, I think it like it, it dragged a little bit with the secondary characters and some of the secondary conflict. Mm-hmm. I understand where the author was trying to make stakes by introducing the secondary characters and mm-hmm. um, particular all the political intrigue around his mom and with those types of characters. I mean, I don't think it necessarily detracted from the overall love story. I think it built in the necessary stakes to make it again they have to find find that they love each other. They had like a little bit of drama and then they they look for the future. So I mean you you couldn't have done that with base if you're gonna make both characters so hope high profile in a, in a bubble there had been a lot more well, not a lot more but enough outside influences to make this story interesting so i don't think it detracted from it at all in terms of the overall structure yes again it got a little bit into the weeds and it went a little bit too long at the end of the day it served its purpose sure and i they loved yeah for sure i loved the friends i could have used a little bit more of henry's relationship with Pez was that his name I believe yeah, Pez yeah I yeah. love Pez but I so I wanted more of him and I wanted to hit a Pez and June story as well I really was like what tell me what's happening here but anyway I so I really enjoyed like the trio I liked that camaraderie yeah. I liked Henry and, and Pez and uh, the thing with the end is that I felt like we were kind of suddenly introduced to a lot of people like Henry's mom for instance came in at the end at the, kind of like a pinch right. hitter at the end and I just that kind of stuff because we don't know them and so you kind of care less at the end like what they're doing and it's of course it's meaningful for Henry but like, I I didn't care about you know I, I don't know I just didn't and at that point I was just like just are they gonna get like they're together can we just <laughs> like I'm well, but anyway so yeah and the thing about the trio that I thought was fun was because you know the media loves like what was it was fun because it was on the American side yeah. on the like the royal side they always did the, the fab four which we you know was Megan and Harry and like uh, Catherine yeah. and William right. so I thought that was kind of like a fun little take and again and you're in your twenties and so he's having these friends also like makes a little bit I don't want to say adds a little bit of realism but that's that's what you would expect as uh, you have like a very close knit group or you know tag along and be so involved in your personal life at that moment right and i love that they were drunk all the time just like flat out like (laughs) super wasted and i was i don't really ever i mean you see the girl in romance novels like oh what am i doing sometimes 
no, they were all just partying. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is how my twenties, you know what I mean? I don't remember yeah, I mean, a lot of it. So I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciated. And it kept up young and fresh. I mean, it wasn't like we were sipping cognac by the fire. It was like, we were just <laughs> wasted and we're hanging out and it's, <laughs> yes. it was great I, it, it felt it felt fun yeah it felt fun exactly right so were to you the sex scenes then sexy and then did they seem realistic yes i mean i mean it was a nice healthy balance i thought you know they described you know certain things uh that were kind of true to form mm-hmm. i and it was just enough sure. you wanted to feel the romance and the passion and i think it was but it also again they weren't saying like they made love on the velvet sheets. I mean, it was more of, you know, two guys in their 20s and just having their experiences. So I thought it, it worked. It was appropriately done. Yeah, I thought that it followed a traditional romance pattern normally. And there are, of course, exceptions. But by and large, in a lot of romance novels, you know, there's the kiss, then there's hand stuff, and then there's the mouth stuff, and then there's the actual doing it, right? So this kind of followed that yeah. that pattern. And so it felt very traditional contemporary romance. And it did... Yeah, I thought it was hot. I thought that the chemistry was there. I, I mean, to me, I was, I mean, I was into it. I was like, all right, let's do this then. Um, and so, yeah. And that's also kind of one of the things about like when you're doing with your first coming out experiences that you, you follow kind of that romance like that you described, like first kiss and then other more intimate physical act. I kind of, it fell against a, a traditional trope, but it's also was kind of true to form of what someone that's self-discovering sexuality follows. Well, and I thought it was interesting that Henry had more experience, but then Alex kind of still feel, felt to me like the aggressor in the physical aspect of it. So I thought that kind of dynamic was just interesting mm-hmm. great so this is written this book is written in third person point of view inside what seems like alex's head did you ever feel like you wanted the story to see the story unfold from henry's point of view or were you satisfied i was satisfied from alex's point of view one of the things that when you switch point of view in terms of like any type of book it has to be thoughtfully done and i didn't necessarily wanted to deal they set up the tro- the uh, storyline very well alex who is discovering his sexuality and also falling in love for the first time, his point of view is the one that matters. The other, uh, I mean, again, I was a prince, but, (laughs) you know, as you said, like, you know, he has had other experiences. His point of view, I don't want to say is is not as interesting because obviously Mm -hmm. he, again, falls in love as well, but it's going to come from a more of an experience, I don't want to say jaded, but like a different perspective that I don't necessarily want to have read. I wanted to have experienced this guy discovering so much about himself and enjoying that journey with him i think was much more interesting from my perspective as a reader i I, and then you know there have been other novels that have flipped the script where they now told the story from the other other's point Mm -hmm. of view and it's never as good as that one that is it has i guess the most stakes or the most interesting point of view there's a reason why why authors choose to tell it from that person's point of view and then the secondary character is just never as interesting at least in my view so i i had i was very into listening to or reading to alex's point of view as opposed Mm -hmm. to henry's because of that very reason he had a lot more to discover and 
that awakening was much more interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I I would tend to agree. I think Alex had a huge arc and it just as far as sexuality, but also just being a growing up, right? Like and figuring out yeah. what he wants to do. But we did see but I I did want to see I always and I in a lot of romance novels that there is a point of view switch and it switches from the male or female or both love interests. And so that is changing. Uh, You see a lot more even written in like first person point of view and just point of view the whole time, but kind of romance of old is third person and the head swapping. And I do like seeing inside both people's heads, you know, like, cause we didn't know Henry liked Alex, right? For a long time until, of course, that kiss in the, what I thought was George Washington's cherry orchard. I couldn't tell. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I, and I think that Henry did have, I think uh, they, the author did a great job with, even though we're not seeing inside Henry's head of giving him a pretty good emotional arc. I mean, like he, of course, like, the sexuality part is is not part of his journey in this book but we do see him kind of go through a lot of emotions kind of work out his father's death and his um, responsibility to the crown and coming out as to the world which is like a huge deal (laughs) that's a huge deal for a prince so like we we do he has some incredibly big milestones that he goes through and i found henry to be more likable to me actually than alex and maybe that's because we're not inside his head as much but i thought he was a really just lovely character well and part of it i mean some of this happens in the book and about a good chunk of this happens uh, it's it's hell not show and so having a little bit like i mean the history and then like him explaining some of this stuff Mm -hmm. to alex which makes alex understand more again enhances his point of view on what's the situation if there had been like i don't want to say like if this had been a series and like the first book had been about henry and like all his explorations and Mm -hmm. i don't know if i I can't remember at this point if like he mentions his first encounter or how that happens Mm -hmm. but going through that conflict and also like knowing this juxtaposed on his trajectory I think would be very interesting, but it, in the confines of the, uh, in the tone of the book, I don't know if it necessarily would have been a good fit, but I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind reading a prequel told from Henry's point of view, but in the moment dealing with Alex, I necessarily was not as interested or will be as interested in Henry's point of view as I was Alex's. Sure. And it, I guess that was because we were so in Alex's world. That's why I found the stuff at the end with Henry's mom. And I mean, of course I love the queen but like it didn't feel as necessary to experience because we didn't know those characters we don't know that world as well and so it just kind of felt like all right well okay (laughs) we're doing this I guess yeah but but, um all right so it was a bit of a slog yeah no it was all look it was it was really enjoyable and it was quick and even if it kind of got you know a lot of political stuff and whatever (laughs) it was great okay any final thoughts or points you want to bring up about the book no i think we 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 covered it quite a bit it was just a very enjoyable read um and i i I liked a little uh, the modern take on it and i think Mm -hmm. it you know it resonated well uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I googled a, the book before our discussion, and the reviews kind of convey what was said. Uh, you know, what, what, what actually was the experience. 
this was a surprising book. This was a, a fun book. This was actually a, a, an, an experience that, you know, you expected and you got, but you also got a little bit more. So. Yeah. And so, yeah. So did it take you, how long did it take you to read this just out of curiosity? Did you like over a week? Well, I, I mean, I read it on vacation. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like I had a little bit more time. I mean, like, I, I think like two or three days. Okay. I mean, from start to finish, uh, mm-hmm. and um, that's a little bit more expedient than my <laughs> normal reading time. Sure, but you, know, you get to certain points, and you, you you just don't want to put it down, and that's always a plus. Yeah, I read it over two days because I, well, you know, was on a deadline, but I <laughs> it was easy. <laughs> well, uh, different different firing squads. <laughs> <laughs> But I just I I zipped right through it, like I said, except for the that kind of political stuff at the end there. But I, they'd already fall like at that point, like I said, they'd already fall like they had already fallen in love. Like I didn't care if I don't care if the United States accepts them. Like people are dumb. Like who cares? Just go off and yeah. do what you're gonna do. I don't care. Anyway, all right. Well, I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. And yes, I did. it was lovely. All right. So we are wrapping up that discussion. We have one more game. And okay. you have another chance. You have it. a chance to redeem yourself, Mr. Devereaux. Okay. Um, this <laughs> is, <laughs> I'm going to read again two passages. One is from a romance novel and the other is from just kind of a literary fiction novel. So and then you just have to guess which is which, and I'll read them both and then you can guess. All right. Uh, The most important things are the hardest to say. They are the things you get ashamed of because words diminish them. Words shrink things that seemed limitless when they were in your head to no more than living size when they're brought out. The second one is, I missed it the way you miss the sun after a long stretch of cloudy days where you begin to forget the cloudiness, forget to miss the sun, And then one day it comes back to you so hot and clear and bright that you wonder how you ever lived without it. I think the first one is from a literary and the second one's a romance. You are Did I get it right? right, Mr. Devereaux. You oh, I'm 50 are for 50. right. <laughs> <laughs> the, it, I thought that was a hard one, though. I, the first one was Stephen King, Different Seasons, which still oh, genre fun. fiction, maybe not literary fiction, but certainly not romance. <laughs> um, Definitely and, not romance. <laughs> no. And then the second one was um, Sierra Simone, American Prince, though, which is oh, great fun. romance novel. Yes. So, all right. Congratulations. Your prize is renewed friendship with me. <laughs> you, probably, well, you probably wish you had lost. <laughs> worth its weight in gold. <laughs> All right. So just wrapping up. So after this book, do you think you will read or watch more romance on your own? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, definitely watch. I mean, but I definitely, well, you know. I it mean, is Hallmark think... Christmas movie season. Yeah, it is Hallmark <laughs> Christmas time. But, you know, certainly a... a a fun contemporary uh, way of looking at some romance, uh, especially uh, a, a gay romance. Yes. Uh, I think, you know, as we see more uh, same-sex couples on TV and movies, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily as jarring as it was even 10 years ago. You know, having those contemporary, or and not having them as a side character or a side story, mm-hmm. but having as main focus, uh, you know, sign me up. Yeah. 
I mean, hey, listen, I don't mean this to sound a certain way, but gay romance is hot right now. I mean, like, it's huge. And there's a ton of it. So we'll dive in. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, Mr. Devereaux, tell me that you love romance. I love romance. (laughs) All right. Thank you very much. (laughs) 